I've also said that uh, there is a big difference between whether there's evidence of collusion, and I think that evidence is in plain sight. Ah, Shiftless, the inchworm. Everybody loves the inchworm. Well, except his wife, of course, but, well, and, okay, well, nobody loves the inchworm. That's Adam Schiff. He's the biggest liar in Washington, D.C., which is more remarkable than being the fastest car at the Indianapolis 500. Adam Schiffless, as he is well known. He lied to us so many times and to CNN and MSDNC and to, well, let's face it, to ABC and CBS and NBC and the Washington Post, the New York Times. He lied so many. He should he should get a Pulitzer, don't you think? I know he's not in journalism, but anybody who lies that much should get some kind of a journalism award. Should probably get all the journalism awards. Truly remarkable stuff. Give them back. Give them back. The Washington Post stands by their fraudulent Trump-Russia collusion reporting and will keep their Pulitzer Award after Durham report exposes them as complete frauds. That's a good headline from the uh, Gateway Pundit right there. And, that's, and uh, Congressman Adam Schiffless, he's, uh, he's trying to, you know, uh, if Dianne Feinstein ends up washing ashore underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, on the short list of suspects will be Adam Schiffless because, you know, after he lied that much for the party and the media, but I repeat myself, he kind of thinks that he deserves a seat in the Senate. He should ascend from the House to the Senate and uh, get the big California Senate job when uh, Dianne Feinstein, uh, and when you find her washed up uh, ashore underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, should definitely check the back of her head to see if there are any shovel marks back there. Um, because they're uh, they're out to get her. They're out to get her butt big. She was uh, doorstepped, that's what they call it, by the news media yesterday and asked questions. Hey, you weren't even here. And she's like, I was here. Oh, what do you mean I wasn't here? I was here. And we'll get to that. And then the Democrat senator from Pennsylvania, uh, Senator Carbuncle, as he is commonly known, from Pennsylvania. This guy won a Senate seat against a TV star who's a heart surgeon uh, who speaks better than anybody in the country and looks like he should have his own TV show. And uh, and uh, that guy lost. And he used to be a friend of Oprah's and stuff, just like Donald Trump. Oprah's kind of fickle when it comes to her friends. Am I, am I right about this? It's uh, You just say one thing wrong, and and Oprah throws you overboard, and that's uh, that's that no more Oprah friend. Uh, that's uh, that's quite a thing. But, uh, you know, the, uh, I, hey, I'm a heart surgeon. I'm a TV star. I think I'll run for Senate. Uh, really? Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, as a Democrat, of course. No, no, no. As a Republican. Uh, you're dead to me. See, that's how that goes. Oh, you're pro-American. You believe in a strong economy, strong American military, preservation of uh, rights and liberties, not just for Americans, but uh, for all the peoples of the world. I just like to say peoples in uh, plural by saying peoples. So we used to have people's drug here in uh, <laughs> drugstores here in Washington, D.C., but no more. I digress. So we got uh, uh, Fetterman spoke yesterday, too, and people have noticed um, his office put out a statement saying, what do you want? He had a stroke for crying out loud for the love of Mike. Uh, I'm paraphrasing the statement they put out, but that's more or less it. And uh, pretty amazing stuff. He, uh, you know, he did everything but fall down a flight of stairs, which uh, Democrats do all the time. 
Although Joe Biden has, uh, he's an innovator. He falls up flights of stairs. Uh, every time he goes, not every time, but when he goes to get on uh, Air Force One, he likes falling up the stairs. It's, that's a new skill set for any politician. I've never quite seen that before. Have I mentioned that we are at 888-630-9625? Because we are. And that's uh, just another thing I'm going to tell you that's true. I tell you true stuff, and that's uh, one of them, our phone number right there. Yeah, so the uh, Democrats and the news media, they, um, they, they won a lot of awards for lying to the American people and spreading Democrat Party propaganda. And the Democrat Party uh, propaganda, of course, included uh, collusion with uh, the FBI and later on with the U.S. intelligence community, although possibly early on, too, uh, with the U.S. intelligence community. The collusion, they were in cahoots. There was a seditious conspiracy, a seditious conspiracy, uh, forget about uh, Enrique Tario, who wasn't even in Washington on January 6th, but was convicted of seditious conspiracy. Really, uh, penitentiary faced John Brennan, who voted for the Communist Party candidate for president of the United States, Gus Hall. Uh, he was a, a major figure in a seditious conspiracy to, can you say, overthrow the government of the United States when you're talking about stealing an election in the United States? Because uh, that's... Uh, you know, that, that's, that's, isn't that what we're talking about? Because there was a, there was a seditious conspiracy, wasn't there? And uh, you remember when uh, Harry Reid, Harry the Body Reid was uh, in charge of the Senate, and he lied that Mitt Romney, word is, word is Mitt Romney hadn't paid his taxes in 10 years. And then they, you know, guilty until proven innocent. Well, let him prove he didn't because they're fascists at their core. And, uh, and then he proved that he didn't. And Harry Reid was asked about it by Dana Bash whose ex-husband signed on to that letter of 51 so-called intelligence officials. He wasn't really an intelligence official. He was just a, an Obama uh, scroogey, but uh, pay no attention to that. And uh, Dana Bash asked him, well, what about this? You said that Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes and uh, when he was running for president. And then uh, it turned out that wasn't true. And you knew that wasn't true. You made that up. Uh, my question was better than Dana Bash's. And, uh, and he said, well... Um, you know, look what happened. Uh, he didn't win, did he? Because that's the zero-sum game that they play. Mitt Romney didn't win, so they'll tell all the lies they want as long as they win. That's the whole point, okay? Politics isn't war by other means, as LBJ said. It's war. And they're waging war against us. And the Democrat Party was sane back then, comparatively speaking. Um, and uh, now they're the left. They are the international left. Just don't say that out loud. The uh, amazing stuff. So the uh, news media, they lied to us. Uh, Adam Schiff lied to us. Hillary Clinton lied to us. Uh, the news media carried the lies of all the liars, and uh, they lie under oath. They do that all the time. Remember James Clapper lying uh, under oath about uh, not spying on all of us when he knew they were spying on all of us. And by the way, they're spying on all of us. You know, that's, uh, that's a thing. Uh, but the uh, news media lied to us, and the Durham report is out, and it reveals an awful lot that, uh, again, if you uh, find the Durham report, you might find it in a burning pile in front of the Washington Post building, uh, and uh, it will have a shovel mark in the back of its head, too. Just completely nuts. So I've got a bunch on that, updates on that on the news media, and I was saying yesterday, and I, I said last night on my Newsmax television show also, if there were a reporter in Washington, D.C. with any integrity, 
that got a Pulitzer for this, they would actually return it and say, I'm sorry, I was lied to, I was deceived by senior government officials. And they should name the government officials because, you know, they're all anonymous, uh, you know, unnamed sources, and they're all anonymous. We, we, we live on anonymous BS being peddled by liars and crooks in Washington, D.C., crooks and liars. And, um, and then the reporters, they publish this stuff when they're lied to, like, uh, you know, cheerleaders in the backseat of uh, cars uh, late at night at the end of the football field. And, and, uh, and they like it. The thing is, they like it. And uh, then they, they spread the lies because they're doing the work of the party, you know, capital T, capital P. And, um, and then they win awards. They win big awards. They win uh, Pulitzer Prizes and, and um, Edward R. Murrow Awards. I, I, I have an Edward R. Murrow Award myself. And, um, and then they, they learn later, hey, say, wait a minute, you guys lied to me like I was a high school cheerleader. And they laugh in their faces and say, yes, we did, but we won, didn't we? Just like Harry Reid back there with that Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes thing. They say, yes, we did lie to you, but we don't care that we got caught lying because there will be no consequences for us. And by the way, for you, Washington Post and New York Times reporters, the consequences for you are that you can now say that you're Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. Now, everything that you said to win the Pulitzer Prize was false. You're the new Walter Durante. We've got a plane load of Walter Durantes. Walter Durante, New York Times reporter of the 1930s, of course, awarded the Pulitzer Prize for lying uh, about what Joseph Stalin was doing in the Soviet Union, doing such a great job in Ukraine. Millions were dying, and the New York Times and Walter Durante wrote that everything was coming up roses. That was really because of all the bodies and the shallow graves. Uh, but the New York, Times, New York Times didn't report that. Walter Durante didn't report that. And they were given the Pulitzer Prize back then. And they still display it uh, at the New York Times headquarters in New York. They're still proud of the big lie they told then because the Soviet Union needed their help. And uh, the Soviet Union needs their help again. And they're, and they're getting it. So the Washington Post stands by their fraudulent Trump-Russia collusion reporting and will keep their Pulitzer Prize, the Gateway Pundit story, and not the Washington Post. The Washington Post and the New York Times aren't going to report this because they are part of the big lie. The big lie, which was, you remember uh, Al Sharpton, he, you know, he knows all about the, the big lie and, and his guy. The big lie was originated by the uh, Adolf Hitler and his boy Joseph Goebbels and their Socialist Workers Party. They had a, it was called the Socialist Workers Party in Germany. Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by Gurgle? Could have been influenced by Gurgle. That's a distinct possibility. Yeah, and, and uh, here's the thing. They know they lied. They knew they lied at the time. How could they not? I knew they were lying at the time. I brought it to you, and I, and I uh, explained to you why this reporting was not accurate and not sound and why you shouldn't believe it, because I'm capa- capable of uh, uh, critical analysis of what we laughingly call journalism these days. And uh, then they discover that uh, everything they wrote was BS, and they still proudly display it on their mantles at home, and they tell their children, I'm a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. Isn't that great? Just uh, just amazing stuff. Now, you know what it reminded me of this morning? I was talking to my best girl uh, this morning, as I do. And because, uh, you know, we woke up 
we were laughing before we hit the living room. We uh, we laugh and we laugh and, and then and then the newspaper comes and then the laughter really begins. Uh, the Washington Post. Uh, honestly, my my best girl usually goes through the Washington Post first, and every time she laughs out loud, I know there's something good there. <laughs> Sometimes I just hand her a pen so she can circle the the thing that made her laugh out loud in the Washington Post. And it's it's not because they intentionally write comedy. It's because they're such awful journalists and corrupt individuals. And they all, maybe not all, but most of them cheat on their spouses too, because uh, and their taxes and their expense reports. Just saying. Um, that's amazing stuff. But I, who is it? Come in. So yeah, we've got construction going on uh, uh, over our studio today. Stop the hammering. <laughs> Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Where is it? Stop the, stop the hammering. Um, but the... <laughs> The uh, the Washington Post uh, with their uh, their big awards, and uh, we were <laughs> we were laughing at the Washington Post today. It was uh, it was uh, full out. I brought it in too. Where is it? I got it over here. I brought it in the Washington Post. They got all kinds of amazing stuff in there that I I uh, I want to uh, share with you. Um, but the appeal to prize. It reminded me this morning talking to my best girl of the transgender people who are biological men that win the women's sporting events. And take home the trophies and put them and put them on their mantles. And they say, "I'm the fastest woman swimmer in uh, college athletics." And like, you know, dude, you uh, have male genitalia. You're uh, you're a man, man. And uh, you know, and just saying you're a lady and putting on a funny lady's swimsuit does not make you a lady. My name is Leah Thomas. I'm a transgender woman, a former college swimmer and the first trans athlete to be named Division I NCAA champion. You must be so proud. And uh, let's see your trophies, because honestly, and uh, you know, the, like the, the biological man who won the big golf tournament in Australia and the biological man who won the bicycle race in New York and the biological men that won the um, uh, uh, scholarships to go to college as high school track stars in Connecticut and denied young women their scholarships. Um, and you take the trophies home, and you put them on your mantle and you say, I'm the fastest lady in the room. You're a dude, okay? And, uh, and but, you know, but you have the trophy. And so that's basically what the Washington Post is doing here with their Pulitzer Prizes. It's the same thing. You see, the uh, of course, the you know, similarity is, is undeniable. We're at 888-630-9625. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. The border is open in case you know any terrorists that would like to come in. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, the Hispanic because we got this construction going on overhead. I'm told maybe you can't hear it over the radio, but we can hear it in our fillings here. <laughs> so it's, uh, stuff got out there. There's jackhammering going on in the concrete slab directly over our heads. And uh, I guess the, uh, the impedance on the microphone uh, takes care of a lot of that, which is, uh, which is good. As we're talking about the corrupt media and the corrupt Democrat Party, uh, but I repeat myself. And uh, I should mention today is mailbag day because it's hump day. Uh, and uh, it's mailbag day. And I have mailbag questions right here in front of me that have been provided to me by uh, one of the many members of our expansive staff uh, here at the Chris Plant Show. How many people do we have on that staff? 30. Oh, it's almost like NPR, isn't it? It's uh, not quite, but well, there there are the two of us, and then uh, and then uh, Kevin. Kevin is uh, does uh, the uh, tweets and stuff and social media, but he's got a full time job with the uh, Media Research Center, uh, also, you know, to make ends meet. Uh, but never mind that. Uh, we'll get to the mailbag uh, question. We were talking during the break, as, as you might, you, you may have been also, um, and. Uh, you know, it reminds me of this this Pulitzer Prize thing. Uh, first of all, you know, talking to a journalist friend of mine, a journalist friend of mine, and he's saying, you know, one of the things here is that um, the Pulitzer Committee, the people that give out the Pulitzer Prizes, should come back and say, say, wait a minute, these stories weren't right. And they should say, we can't be given Pulitzer Prizes, big, fancy, rich Pulitzer family. They say Pulitzer. They say Pulitzer. If you're up Upper East Side of Manhattan, you say Pulitzer because, you know, your grandfather went to Princeton with uh, one, of the, one of the Pulitzers, so you say Pulitzer. But the, uh, we call them Pulitzers because that's the way they're, it's the common pronunciation, even if they're not common people. But the, uh, where's the, the Pulitzer Prize Committee? Where are they when they say... Uh, they realized that all these stories that they handed out the prizes for uh, were false, were wrong, were not uh, true. Why don't they ask for the awards back? You can't have people putting uh, awards on their mantles being passed along to their grandchildren. My grandfather was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for his completely fabricated propaganda disseminated by corrupt officials at the highest levels of the government during the Biden administration or during the... what It was, uh, they hated Trump so much. Boy, oh boy. We agreed that today we're going to do mailbag in the second hour because I, I keep... Uh, I keep putting it off. I have so much stuff to get to every day. Uh, but today we're going to get to mailbag in the second hour because that way I'll 
get to it for sure and spend time on it. Not like, uh, you know, a big dope like I was last week. So I apologize uh, for last week's slow, slow uh, uh, pickup on that. Now let's go to let's go to the telephones. We're we're at eight 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 six three zero nine six two five. We've got uh, border news for you because terrorists are flowing in here like uh, it's September tenth, uh, two thousand one, and it's amazing uh, amazing stuff. The uh, the Democrats don't care. They really they really don't. They're fine with it. They like terrorists. They just don't like Americans. We've got an update on illegal aliens in California because now they're promising them money. They're, they've got gift baskets and cash. What is it, $1,200 a month for each illegal alien? Now, what are they, $32 billion in debt? Just I think that's just this year or something, isn't it? And, and now they're promising more money to illegal aliens. So they're ringing the dinner bell again. Come and get it. And uh, pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff. We have uh, John Fetterman, who is a cartoon character, but he won the Senate race against a TV star who's a heart surgeon uh, because, honestly, the, the news media could uh, get a chihuahua elected to the Senate uh, and uh, just to show their power, just to show that they could do it. And that's what they did with Fetterman. He's basically a chihuahua, and they got him elected to the Senate. Not that I don't feel sorry for him, but on the other hand, I'd feel uh, better about feeling sorry for him if he were just at home minding his own business and not pretending to be a United States senator so the Democrats can have one more vote in the Senate because, you know, it's all about power. It's all about power. And uh, the Supreme Court, the uh, Planned Parenthood, is hell-bent on packing the Supreme Court because they love death more than we love life. That's an Al-Qaeda slogan. But the Democrat Party is using it. Al-Qaeda might sue them for a copyright infringement. It's uh, difficult to say. So we've got uh, those stories for you (laughs) today in addition. And, of course, the transgender, that is to say a biological male, who has foisted himself, that is to say herself, um, or something like that, upon a sorority at a college, that's where they keep sororities, in Wyoming of all places. Can you imagine? Wyoming. They're... uh, They're infecting every place. Completely crazy. And we have an update on the manifesto out of the Covenant School in uh, Nashville where the transgender massacre uh, took place. Uh, Completely nuts. All right, right now let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Steve calling from Ashburn, Virginia. Steve, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Great to talk with you. Thanks for a fabulous show and also following you on, on Newsmax. That's uh, doing a fantastic job uh, getting out the word. So uh, keep keep it going. Uh, what, I'd, what I'd like to mention is that now that we have uh, biological men competing as women, do they have to put a, their trophies on a different shelf? Uh, is it not no longer a mantle, but a, a, a trantle? I mean, we have a, tra- a trantle. I like it. Put it on your trantle and, piece. And, yes, ex- exactly. And with the uh, Memphis Manifesto, is that now a transifesto? I mean, we, we have to come up with all kinds of new uh, terminology for this. I'm sure Winston Smith uh, from the Ministry of Truth would be uh, rolling in his grave with the after he was uh, well taken out by. Uh, you know the uh, the the government there. So very very uh, good, great uh, 
George Orwell, 1984 reference. Wonderful. And you're, and you're absolutely right. You know, that look, the, uh, uh, Steve, the Democrats have already done away with references to man in, in things like um, fireman, right? You can't have that. Uh, policeman, uh, all the things that have man that end in man. Uh, and manhole cover. This is actually true manhole cover, which reminds me of a bad joke from high school, but I can't tell it here because it would be in poor taste. But, um, yeah, manhole cover, they, they can't have that. And, and you're right, mantle, can't have mantle. And, you know, they've done away with master bedroom in a house. You can't say master bedroom, which is a term that came about in the early 20th century and has nothing to do with slavery. But, you know, the Democrats are completely insane, and they are the party of slavery, too, just by the way, Steve. But, um, yeah, trantle, it should go on your— if you're a biological male that has won a uh, an award or a trophy in— Female sport, you should put it on your trantle. I like that. That's very good. Is that uh, is that your own is that your own uh, stuff? Because that's uh, yes, that's, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, and when I when I hear the word master, I think of uh, I dream of Jeannie. But uh, that's for a different uh, discussion. I, th- I I still think of I dream of Jeannie a lot. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. having nothing yes, to do. With... I always wanted to be a Major Nelson. Major Nelson had it had it made. Yeah. Absolutely true. Come on. I mean, when I was a kid, I thought maybe there was an outside possibility that I would grow up and, you know, find a genie and it'd be Barbara Eden. And uh, also, Steve, the she had that really cool bottle she lived in with the round room with the round couch. Remember that? I sure do. And she was from, wasn't she from Baghdad? I think she was from Baghdad. Yeah, she doesn't look very Iraqi, but, you know, she's a genie. She can look any way she wants, right? There and she, all she had to do was blink, and there she could be anywhere she wanted to. Cross the arms and blink, and uh, good to go. Those, yep. those, those were the good old days. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thank you very much. Yeah, I always thought when I, when, I, when, I, when I was a kid, if I grew up to be really rich, like grew up to be Bill Gates or something, uh, suffice to say I didn't, I would, uh, I would have a room in my house that was a replica of the inside of Jeannie's bottle. You know, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? The Trantle. See, the Trantle is good, and the Democrats are doing It's like, um, you know, Tranheiser-Busch. You got Anheuser-Busch, and they became Tranheiser-Busch, the queen of beers, and all that stuff. Um, and uh, these are, and, and, and let me say this also, Steve. All of this is on the Democratic Party. Every single bit of this, this is all Democrat Party stuff. Now, when you grow up, you're 18 years old, you want to spend the rest of your life dressed as a lady, you want to be RuPaul. RuPaul is your role model instead of Audie Murphy or something. That's, you know, that's great. <laughs> World War II hero reference. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever you want to be. You don't want to be an NFL hero. You want to be RuPaul. That is absolutely fine with me. I live in the big city. Um, you know, I was, I've talked about this uh, a while back, and I just, it's kind of funny. Because I talk, you know, how they have drag brunches in restaurants and things. And Washington, D.C., there's a place that was in the papers, in the papers, again, uh, about a week ago, a place in Adams Morgan, my old neighborhood in uh, Washington, D.C., a place called Perry's, and they have a great roof deck, right? And on Sundays, they had a trans brunch. They called it trans brunch. And uh, and, uh, 20 years ago, I knew a bunch of women that thought it was fun, really fun, to go to the trans brunch, right? And, uh, And it's a good restaurant. And so you go to the trans brunch, and there are a bunch of guys who are like big guys with beards, and they and they're dressed as women, and they their voices are like mine, and they you know come over, can I take your order, you know, and and uh, it's the trans brunch, 
But it was all in fun. It was all kind of, oh, yeah, I went to the Trans Brunch and it was funny. And they had the drag races and DuPont Cirque where they have big brad, brass bed on wheels and they, you know, uh, guys with beards dressed like uh, uh, ladies push the big uh, brass bed on wheels. And it was all fun. Everybody was drinking and stuff. And uh, it was all fun. And uh, now it's an important political movement of the Democrat Party. And you must shut up and you must, your children must aspire to be this. And, and uh, you know, back when it was just uh, kind of amusing um, and everybody was having a good time not too long ago, then that was one thing. And RuPaul, I always thought RuPaul was a funny guy and sometimes he shows up dressed like a man and sometimes he shows up, shows up dressed like a woman. And, and he turned into a shtick and he, and he has become very successful off of it. And, you know, and he's a smart guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just, uh, he's an entertainer. That's fine. That's good. Now we've gone crazy. You know, kindergarten, class, twerking, tranny, genitals, the, the, you know, that's, that's another thing altogether. But I digress. Once again, I do, uh, I do tend to do that. Yeah, so put it on the trantal, not on the mantle. All right, uh, since we're going to the calls, let's go to, uh, Let's go to Joe calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota, which has gone completely crazy. Uh, listening on Freedom AM on 1570, Freedom AM in Minneapolis. Hey, Joe. Good morning, Chris. Can you hear me all right? Yes, sir, I can. Wonderful. Great program. I love your work. Thank you. Say, I want to um, add on to your, your discussion regarding master's bedrooms. Um, and the use of the word masters, uh, what are we going to do with all these racists with master's degrees in these universities who sell them? That is an excellent question. You have a master's degree? What kind of a white supremacist are you? Honestly, oh, and you're a, you have a doctorate? Oh, so you're a, a doctor. Um, is it time for my prostate exam? Get, get out of the, uh, uh, you're absolutely right. What do you what do you do about master's degrees? Be, before you can get a doctorate, you have to have your master's degree, as I understand it. And I can't imagine the guilt that these universities must have, knowing that for all of these hundreds and hundreds of years that they've been uh, universities and they're providing uh, these degrees for people who want to become masters. You're 100% right. In fact, I think as a result of the legacy of racism in academia, that academia should be dismantled. Well, it should at this stage of the game. That's most, most definite. College, anyway, thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. And, uh, you know, how's everything in Minneapolis? Because I know things have gone pretty crazy there, Joe. You know, Chris, I got to tell you, if you come to Minnesota, I don't know what the exchange rate is or what you're going to encounter uh, once, you, um, once you go through customs, but this is definitely not America. Is that right? It's gotten, you know, this is like Mary Tyler Moore throwing her hat in the air. And uh, I bet they we tore have, that statue down, didn't they? You know, I, I, they, they very well may. Nobody goes downtown anymore, and there's a good reason for that, because none of us are, uh, are interested in having to, uh, you know, brandish our weapons and, um, or, or use them to protect ourselves, because that's actually what they're for. And um, the other thing is that, you know, we have this governor, um, and we have a lieutenant governor who's even worse than, than he is uh, in the things that they believe in. And I don't know if the rest of America has any idea of what's going on in America because there are days when it makes California uh, look like a republic. So we've got, a, we've, got a real, uh, we've got a real fight on our hands for those who are going to try and stick it out. Um, this was, uh, 
like the rest of America, fought for land. But there are so many people that want to leave our state and are. And in one respect, of course, you can't blame them. But it is it is really pathetic. I mean, uh, that's kind of an understatement. Minnesota is is really hurting right now. Minnesota, of all places, Scandinavians, nice people. Minnesota nice is the slogan of Minnesota. Uh, but the rioting and the looting and the arson and the crime and the and this is what the Democrat Party is doing to the entire United States of America. Well, and I was just going to say, yes, Minnesota is is clearly one of the the most um, obvious places where the policies of the left are really bearing their fruit now, and people don't want to recognize it as such. They want to blame it on the conservatives. The the conservatives are the ones who believe in good things, and they want to keep them. They want to keep them for the next generation. We want them for our children and our, for our grandchildren, and for doing that, we're called haters. We don't hate anybody. In fact, it's a very Christian thing to do. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an act of love, really, to be a conservative, and we've got everything backwards here in Minnesota. Wow. <clears throat> I got to tell you. You know, and we're, you know, that, I think that's going to bring me to uh, Wyoming and the, uh, the, the transgender uh, sorority sister who is a big old man, and the sorority sisters are no fans of that, but this is your Democrat party. Joe, God bless you. You, uh, you hang in there and uh, hang on, and thanks for listening to, to 1570 Freedom uh, because, you know, we got to save this great American project. It's the last best hope of mankind on Earth. It uh, remains that way. So thank you, Joe. Thanks a lot. Now, here is, uh, because we have this uh, crazy story about, about uh, Wyoming college sorority, that implies females, but Democrats have done something to the country just as an exercise of their own power, of their cultural dominance. In fact, we had a, a caller uh, earlier today, Steve, who actually didn't hang on because he's got a job and he had to you know, get back to stuff. But he pointed out that in the, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, when you go to get your driver's license, you can check uh, male, like you're a man, female, you're a woman, or non-binary, meaning you are mm, confused. I'll uh, just uh, leave it at that for the time being. And um, as of late last year, they had already issued thousands and thousands of non-binary driver's licenses in the Commonwealth of Virginia, which is, you know, not exactly Portland, Oregon. From uh, last year, the Virginia Mercury, this is from September of 2022, Virginia has issued 5,600 non-binary driver's licenses and IDs since 2020. I Honestly, I think you should be required to check one. You should have to choose one. And if you can't decide which one you are, I'm not sure you should be uh, driving a big, heavy chunk of metal with a huge, heavy engine block on the open roads capable of going 100 miles an hour. You don't know what gender you are? I'm, uh, I'm sorry, that's part of the driver's test. That's part of the driver's quiz. You have to choose a gender. You know, in part, you know, if you get uh, pulled over for uh, drunk, non-binary driving, what jail cell do they put you in? Which who's go do they drag you to? 
Into which can do you go? All right. Um, also, when you fill out your federal alcohol, tobacco, firearms form to purchase a firearm, you now have the choice of uh, checking non-binary on your form 4473 uh, to purchase a firearm. That can only lead to good things. Uh, let's go to the University of Wyoming sorority sisters say they, quote, live in fear, end quote, of trans member. They were compelled to take a biological male as a member of their sorority. Uh, he goes by the name of Artemis Longford, excuse me, Artemis Langford. And Artemis Langford is six foot two, 260 pounds. And uh, the young women of the sorority in Wyoming, of all places, were on the uh, television last night, the University of Wyoming, and they were required the sorority sisters, to take this six-foot-two, 260-pound man. They were on uh, last night with Laura Ingram on the Fox News Channel. There were a lot of uncomfortable moments in the sorority house, and it just goes to show the importance of women's spaces ultimately. And that's why we're here today, is we're fighting for the importance of women's spaces and what it truly means to be a woman. We were promised from the beginning that we would have a sisterhood, meaning only females. And our national sorority has failed us. It's uh, Kappa Kappa Gamma, and uh, that was Jalen. I think that's her name or her sorority name. But, you know, they want to remain anonymous because crazy people are on the loose. And this is Cassie. And uh, Cassie is a member of uh, Kappa Kappa Gamma at the University of Wyoming also. They want everyone to believe that being a woman is nothing more than wearing lipstick and the pronouns that you use. And we all know that it amounts to womanhood. It amounts to a lifetime of experiences. And that's what they seek to deprive these young women of. And that's what we intend to fight for. This is the Democrat Party. This is 100% the Democrat Party. So uh, Langford, referred to under the male pseudonym Terry Smith, uh, uh, pictured here, uh, does not really fit in with the rest of the sorority sisters, got to say. It's, it's very disheartening that when you're a six foot two, 260-pound man, you're treated as the victim. The six foot two, 260-pound man who's a member of the Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority is treated as the victim. And this is your Democrat Party at work. Make no mistake. This is why we sell T-shirts and coffee mugs at the Chris Plant store that say, Remember Normal. Remember Normal. Because the Democrat Party is here to destroy normal, to take away normal, and to erase women from society. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 